Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Tonight, well, this year we're talking about wisdom builds the house. And wisdom comes from God. So tonight I just want to share some thoughts around how do we hear from God? You know, we live in a culture that has a multitude of competing voices, a multitude of conflicting messages. So how do we pick out God's voice from all of that noise? And then if we do think that we're hearing from God, how do we know if it really is God or just ourselves? Has anyone thought that? Is this you, God, or is that just me? Do I just want to do that? (laughs) You know, if you're here for the first time tonight, this might be news for you that you can actually personally hear from God. Maybe you were brought up believing that church is all about a bunch of rules that you have to follow, that it's all about a bunch of saints that you can't remember. But, you know, the truth is, is that God created us for relationship with Him and not like a distant relative that you never hear or never see, not that kind of relationship, a close and personal relationship. And at the end of this service, my good friend, Pastor Amber, is going to come up and give you an opportunity to start a relationship with God tonight. Amen? So tonight, as I said, let's share about some thoughts about how God speaks to us and how we can learn to tell when it's Him speaking. Is that all right? All right. So let's look at Isaiah 30 verse 21. It says, And your ears shall hear a voice or a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Who would love that kind of clear direction from God? Like that audible voice, like a spiritual GPS saying, walk this way, however many metres, turn left here, turn right here. My life would probably, U-turn, U-turn, another U-turn, like anyone else. But, you know, it might be, make this decision, take this job, marry that person. How cool would that be? Is it just me? To hear God that clearly and have Him speak like that. Well, do you know what? Can I tell you? that God has given us a kind of spiritual GPS and God's Word is the map and the Holy Spirit is that guiding voice that interprets the map for us. So, you know, God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. He wants to impart wisdom to us that will build our lives. And one of the key ways that He does that is through His Word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Do you know, God's Word is alive. It's a living book. And as we read it, it reads us. Our hidden thoughts and intentions and our real motives are revealed. It's like we're unmasked before God. There is the written Word of God, Logos, 
And then the rhema word, which means the living voice of God or the now word of God. And as you read your Bible, you might have experienced that where as you read the word, it's like the words sometimes jump off of the page and they hit you in the heart or they might smack you around the head. I don't know. And that's God speaking a now word to you. You know, there is wisdom in God's Word for every season of our lives, but we have to choose to search God's Word for it and to apply it. And then He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. You know, we have God the Father who is in heaven and He sent His Son Jesus to earth as a man or as Pastor Jordan says, God in a bod. Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sin. He conquered sin and death when He rose from the dead and then He ascended to heaven. His salvation work accomplished. It's finished. But God didn't leave us alone on the earth without His presence. He sent His Holy Spirit then to be here with us, our constant present help. If you have chosen to begin a personal relationship with Jesus, His Spirit now lives in you. And I can imagine, as you probably can, the disciples would probably have preferred to have Jesus stay with them. You know, the Jesus they can touch and feel and that voice they can actually hear with their physical ears. I know I would, (laughs) but Jesus actually said it's better for them. It's better for us if he left and he would send the Holy Spirit, the helper to them. In John 14, 26, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. You know, Jesus could only be in one place at one time, but the Holy Spirit can be with all of us, all of the time. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives changes everything about hearing God's voice. So rather, you know, you have those moments where you're wondering, where is God? How do I connect to Him? How do I hear Him? Now you can have complete confidence that even if you don't feel that, He lives in you and He is always ready to guide you. I want to read to you an excerpt from a book by a well-known Christian evangelist, and he's talking about his days as a new believer. It says, Early the next morning, I was wide awake, and the first words out of my mouth were, Good morning, Holy Spirit. The second I said this, I knew He was present with me in the room. The Holy Spirit became real. He became my friend. He became my companion, my counsellor. The first thing I did that morning was to open the Bible. I wanted to be sure. And as I opened the Word, I knew He was with me as if He was sitting down beside me. No, I did not see His face or His countenance, but I knew where He was and I began to know His personality. From that moment on, the Bible took on a whole new dimension. I would say, Holy Spirit, show it to me in the Word. And the Bible became alive. Over and over again, He confirmed in the Word what He was doing in my life. My prayer life began to change. Now I said, Holy Spirit, since you know the Father so well, would you help me pray? And when I began to pray, I came to the place where the Father was more real than He had ever been before. It was as if someone opened the door and said, here He is. Isn't that incredible? I love how he describes that. And the Holy Spirit wants to do the same for you and for me, to have that close, personal, intimate relationship with God. 
But like every relationship, you need to spend time together in order to get to know each other, right? My husband and Michael, my husband and Michael, <laughs> my husband Michael and I, there's nothing weird going on here. We have been married <laughs> 19 years next month. Can you believe it? <laughs> and we're still alive. Still going well. You know, when we first met, we were on completely different wavelengths. I still remember when we met at university and trying to have a conversation. It was awkward. We didn't get each other's jokes. We struggled to find common ground and interests. But all that changed when we started spending more time together. And then when we were dating and in our early marriage, we had a lot of misunderstandings. We had or I had, bad communication habits that did not build our relationship. In fact, they did the opposite. <laughs> there we go. Have you ever asked if someone is okay and they're like, I'm fine, but you know they're definitely not fine? Or you ask them, is something wrong? Nothing's wrong. But you know from their tone, from their body language, their mood, that something is definitely wrong and you better watch out. And that was just Michael. That was all him. I had to learn, no, that was me. I had to learn to push through discomfort in those times to face what I was feeling and learn to share it. And it was hard. But our communication has come a long way over the years. We're still not perfect, still need to work at it. We'll have to for the rest of our lives. But we've spent a lot of time together learning what each other likes and dislikes, listening to each other. Mike is so good at reading me now. He can hear what I don't say, which is good. I can ask him, what does your work day look like tomorrow? And he'll reply whether or not he can pick up the kids from school, which is exactly what I was actually asking. <laughs> I do care about your day, but how can you help me? <laughs> we can be sitting there watching TV and I can say, hey, would you like a hot drink? And he can say, yeah, I'll go get you a hot drink. <laughs> So we know each other well. It's from years of spending time together. You know, the more time we spend with God, the better we become at hearing His voice and what He is saying. You know, yeah. thank God for that. Not every thought in your head is God speaking. It's actually easy to tangle up or confuse our thoughts with God's. So how do we know if it is God's who's speaking to us? That is the question, right? Yeah. So I've just got a couple of keys to try and help discern. We do our best. <laughs> when God speaks, it always lines up with His Word. In Psalm 89, 34, it says, No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. God will never tell you to do something that contradicts the principles in His Word. Things like loving and serving others, forgiveness, honouring authority, living generously, prioritising unity, speaking truth. All of these things are principles in God's Word, not just nice ideas, but ways that He's taught us how to live. He's not going to change His mind on those things or go, here's the exception here. You know, notice I said principles of God's Word, because often we can take 
verses or God's Word out of context and use it to justify our own desires or what we want to do. To know if God is speaking to us, we need to know what His Word says, which means we need to be studying His Word. We need to be in His Word and not just picking and choosing what suits us. You know, the second thing is when God speaks, it lines up with His character and His ways. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. You know, there's certain patterns to how God speaks to His people throughout the Bible that we can learn from. Firstly, when God speaks, He doesn't talk about your problem. He points you to Himself. You know, when Moses felt like God had made a mistake in choosing him to lead and rescue the Israelites, God said, I am who I am, which can be interpreted, I will be to you all that I am, which if you're God is saying a lot, (laughs) all that you need. When we come to God with our challenges, He points us back to Himself because all that we need is in Him. The courage we need, the wisdom we need, the healing we need, the love we need, it's all found in Him. So He will always point you back to Himself. And secondly, in my experience, God will speak to me me about my own heart, not someone else's. So I can start off complaining to God about a situation or a particular person, but then usually I will feel God showing me areas of my own heart my own wrong motives, my own unforgiveness, my own pride that I need to deal with. You know, when the religious leaders and Pharisees questioned Jesus, he would reply in a way that would expose their own heart motives behind their question. You know, one example in John 8 tells how the Pharisees brought a woman to Jesus who'd been caught in adultery. And it says that they were trying to trap him. What are you going to do about this, Jesus? And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and he said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. Listen to this. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with a woman standing before him. Can you just imagine those words hitting you like, ah? Okay, I can't do anything (laughs) because I've got my own sin I need to deal with. Um, So Jesus didn't speak to them about the woman's sin. He spoke to them about the sin in their own hearts. And he does the same to us. He's not going to talk to you about other people's sin. He will speak to you about what's going on in your own life, in your own heart. You know, God is speaking all the time if we take time to listen. And so I just want to share a couple of times tonight where I really felt like God spoke to me that those times still impact me today. So one was a few years ago, a few years ago now when my kids were still little and it was on a Mother's Day and um, the, obviously the services in the morning, been at church, serving in church with the college students. And then I got home and Michael said, what do you want to do? It's Mother's Day, your choice. And I was like, you know what? I just want to put on my trackies. I want to get some junk food and I want to watch a movie. And he's like, great, let's do that. So he's like, you go relax and I'll take care of it. So I went out the back and I sat down. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have a little scroll on Instagram while I wait. Bad idea. 
So being Mother's Day, obviously there was a multitude of beautiful posts about mums being celebrated, people commenting on them saying, you're such a great mum, you're such an inspiration to me. And honestly, I don't know why, but the insecurity just kicked in really bad. And these were women that I knew and admired, but all I could think about was, oh, there's so much better mums than me. And the comparison and the jealousy at the... um, the encouragement they were getting started welling up inside of me. And have you ever been in that moment where you're looking at a post and you really don't want to like it? But you're like, I probably should, but I just don't feel it. (laughs) That was where I was at. And in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he said, them being celebrated and valued takes nothing away from your value. You know, when that thought hit me, it was like an arrow to my heart. You know, when the Bible says it's sharper than a two-edged sword, that's what it felt like, where it exposes the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's what it did. It cut to the heart of what I was feeling. It showed me that the lie that was in my heart, that I was not good enough, that I was not valuable, and then it replaced it with the truth of God's Word. And then it freed me to go ahead and add my encouragement to those posts, to those women, because all of a sudden I was like, oh, it doesn't take anything away from me if I lift them up, if I encourage them. And that small revelation brought freedom. So does this line up with God's word, with his character, with his ways? In Psalm 139, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. In Luke 12, 6 to 7, it says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. You know, God did a great work in my heart in that moment. And it doesn't mean that I never struggle with comparison or insecurity, but it means that when I do, I can quickly remind myself of this truth and I'm able to send those feelings on their way and focus on lifting up the people around me. And that is what, when the God speaks to you, that's what it does. Now, another time I was struggling with a lack of self-control in a certain area, I was sat around eating, (laughs) and I would often feel convicted um, that God was not Lord in that area of my life. So I'm not saying that's always a bad thing, but for me, I felt that it was. And I would try in my own strength to change, but when I was tired or stressed, I would go back to this bad habit again and again. And, you know, I was reading through the book of Romans, and I came to Romans 6, And one verse in particular, again, jumped out at me and again, just hit me in the heart. And it's Romans 6, 14. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. Have you ever felt that you were like a slave to a certain behaviour? Like you want to change, but you feel powerless to change. Well, God's word reminded me that 
um, Jesus has set me free from being a slave to sin, a slave to bad habits. You know, reading it is one thing, but when the Holy Spirit puts a spotlight on His Word, and again, it's like that sword going into your heart. And he speaks to you. And I had that revelation. I don't have to do what I feel like doing. I know it sounds stupidly simple. (laughs) I don't have to do what I feel like doing. That feeling is not my master. Jesus is my master. And so... I decided to memorize this verse for when I was feeling weak and wanted to give in to temptation. And every time I felt like going back, I would remind myself of what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And along with wisdom from others and accountability, over time it helped to bring freedom in that area of my life. You know, God's spoken word has the power to break chains and to bring freedom, both when God speaks to you through His Word, and when you declare what He has spoken. And again, I don't want to simplify that. I don't want to give the impression that, again, you never struggle with things. Once you've conquered, it's done. But there is, you, it's like a continual life winding upwards, a progression into freedom. And I know that when those thoughts or those feelings or those challenges come again, I can go back to God. I can go to His Word, and the Holy Spirit will give me the wisdom to navigate it. Amen? And then thirdly, to discern if it's God's voice, ask trusted pastors and leaders, what do you think? You know, Proverbs 19.20 said, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. God's Word is saying it is wisdom to ask for input. It is wisdom to ask for advice. You know, when you feel like God is speaking to you, especially if it's a big life decision, can I encourage you to seek advice from leaders, wisdom from leaders that have been walking with God a bit longer, who have the credibility from staying the path, who know His Word, who know His character, who know His ways, and then come with humility and ask, I think this is what God is saying. What do you think? You know, the goal of God speaking to us, of hearing from God, it's to mature us, which means it won't always be warm and fuzzy. It won't always be what we want to hear, but it will definitely be what we need to grow. Amen. God wants strong sons and daughters. He wants sons and daughters with resilience. He is a perfect father who loves us as a baby, but he ultimately wants maturity for you. He wants maturity for me. He doesn't require perfection, but he does encourage us to keep growing, to keep moving. You know, I love this story I read. A critic once wrote a letter to a magazine saying, over the years, I suppose I've gone to church over a thousand times and I can't remember the specific content of one sermon over those years. So what good was it to me? And the next week, someone wrote back, over the past many years, I have eaten more than 1,000 meals prepared by my wife. I can't remember the specific meals, but they nourished me along the way. And without them, I would be a much different man. How good is that to reply? (laughs) I love that. You know, maybe you haven't heard from God for a while. And so you've given up trying. You've given up listening. Don't give up spending time 
with God, listening for His voice. Every time we are in God's Word, it is nourishing us, whether we feel it or not. Make time this weekend to be in the Word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and then expect Him to. And as we spend time with Him, as we spend time listening and obeying His voice, His wisdom will come and build our homes and our families. Can I hear an amen tonight? Amen. (laughs) Why don't we stand together and the band can come. We're just going to pray and then we will worship and then Pastor Amber is going to come. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we close our eyes? Why don't we pray tonight? God, we thank you so much, Jesus, for making a way for us to have a relationship with you, God. Lord, I pray, fill us with a new passion for your word, a new passion to hear your voice, a new passion for your presence. I pray that as we spend time with your word, God, that you'll speak to us of your love, that you'll reveal the areas that we need to change and grow, that you'll convict us of any sin, that you'll draw us closer to you. Lord, I pray for everyone here tonight, God, let us continue to grow up and to mature into who you've called us to be, God. We just thank you that you're here speaking to every heart, God. We just pray, have your way in us tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.